0: What are the answers to life's most important questions? Actually, you can't avoid answering these questions because you already do. It happens simply by how you've chosen to
1: structure your priorities, spend your money, and use your time. Tune in as we interview pastors and leaders throughout the valley discussing the must
0: answer questions. Welcome to The Form Show.
1: Welcome to The Forum Show. Mark Lucas here. Monday, 5 o'clock, KPXQ 1360. So glad that you're with us. So glad that you join us every single week on Monday right here. No matter where you are right now, we are so blessed and so excited that you tune in with us at 5 o'clock. Maybe you're driving home. Uh, Maybe you're picking up the kids right now. Maybe you're with the grandkids. Wherever you are right now, I am elated that you're with me on The Form Show. This show, the why behind this show, several years ago as a local guy, been in the Valley my entire life, served in two large churches right here in the Valley, I realized even myself that I was having an amazing life, I had an amazing family, I loved being a pastor, but a lot of days I felt like I was trapped in that 1990 classic movie, Groundhog Day, with Bill Murray. And I felt like I wasn't really breaking free and asking these deeper questions of myself, like, what is the goal for my marriage? What is the goal for my personal life? How do I really understand my mission? Even though I had been a pastor for 15 years, I really started to ask some of these deeper questions to myself to the people that were around me, and I realized there was catalytic breakthrough when I really started gaining clarity around these questions of mission and purpose and growth. So this show is all about helping us together. We're in this together. Helping us together form this philosophy of life so that you can experience, as Jesus would say, this abundant life. This life that he wants for you and for me and for all of us as God's children. So this show is about those big questions. And today on The Form Show, I am so excited to have Dustin Orham. He's been a friend of mine for years, and we will be discussing how we grow. Remember back in the doorway of your house, you had these doorway growth charts where you'd line the grandkids or you'd line the kids up or even yourself If you can remember, going back into the doorway and the little pencil would come out and mom or dad or grandma or grandpa would go over and they'd mark across the top of your head and you'd be like, yes, I grew an inch. Yes, it's so amazing. I grew an inch. Well, today on the show, we want to really take that growth chart and really start to begin a conversation internally with yourself and in this conversation with Dustin, how do we grow spiritually? And today we're really talking about who's responsible for that spiritual growth. A little more about Dustin Orham. He's the action sport chaplain for Fellowship of Christian Athletes serving the X Games. He also comes alongside the local church to utilize action sports as a platform for outreach to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, Dustin. Thanks so much for hanging out and being with us today. Awesome. Thank you, Mark. So stoked to to be here. It's a blessing to get to work through these questions as as we all go through them and see what the Lord has for us in them. I love it. Well, let's just dive right in. So we're going to jump into the first question. Dive in deep, I like to say. And this first question is this, brother. Are you living for something bigger than yourself? So that's the first part of the question. And then really help the listener Kind of walk through the journey yourself personally, how you really are living for something bigger than yourself. And how do you encourage other people to live a life for something bigger than themselves? And absolutely. And I
0: mean, that's, we all want to live for something bigger than ourselves. There's be a part of something bigger than ourselves. I think of sports teams, right? And, And cheering on your sports teams. You see the other people across the valley or wherever you're at at the supermarket or something, they're wearing the Cardinals hat. You're like, yeah, go cards. And you're cheering them on and, and you're stoked. And we all want to be a part of of something bigger and just that connection that it brings all of us um and how much more so than being a part of what the creator of the heavens and the earth has called us to to be a part of and and being fashioned uh after his likeness to be able to to know him and glorify him and walk in his ways there's nothing better than than being a part of that so that's what we want to look at and how we can be a part of that and how that comes about um, and that's ultimately all about what Christ has done for us as he invites us in to be a part of something So much bigger than ourselves, so much more than cheering on the Cardinals or cheering on your local college uh, or any of the different things like that. It's getting to walk in what he has prepared beforehand for you to walk in the ways uh, of the creator of the heavens and the earth, uh, which Jesus opens up the door uh, and restores us to that relationship with the father to be able to do that, to be able to live in what he has called us to. Uh, which we get to see in uh, the Gospel of Matthew at the very end of Matthew, and in the Great Commission, uh, as it's called in the in the Bible, in that we all power on heaven and earth has been given to Christ, and so in that He calls us to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that he's commanded for he's with us always till the end of the age. And so that's what he calls us to do. That's living for something so much bigger than just ourselves as it helps us understand who we are, who our relationships with others are, our relationships with all that's around us. And most
1: importantly, our
0: relationship with the Lord.
1: I love that. And I know you're just a guy of great passion. I've always loved your passion. And I know you are even a guy of passion when it comes to the Phoenix Suns. You obviously do love the Arizona Cardinals, as I do, and there's some exciting times right now with the Cardinals. But it's really asking ourselves that question. You just really hit this, the nail on the head. It's how do we take that same passion that so many of us have for, like, sports and really bring that same passion, that same enthusiasm into our relationship with Jesus? So what are some things that you do on a daily basis to really kind of fan into the flame of that passion, fan into the flame of really the enthusiasm, of really following Jesus. And I know it, it comes throughout you. It comes through the way you bring Christ to the center of everything you do. And I know that's probably how you're going to answer. But really, <laughs> what are some things that you do that are maybe practical that you can share with this amazing listening audience? Here's some things I do practically to really keep that passion stoked and keep that passion alive for Jesus, starting in the morning, even throughout my day.
0: Absolutely. I mean— First thing so we do, it is all about centering on Christ. I always say it's all about bringing Christ to the center. He's not just the top thing in our life. He's the center of every aspect of our life because we're living for something bigger than ourselves. He is the biggest thing that we can be living for and we can't do that apart from him. And so it's constantly going to be going to him and going to his word and being reminded of who we are in him and what he has done for us so that we can can walk in this. And one of my favorite passages to go to in that which also looks at how he has impacted others' lives as well, that we can all walk in this together um, under the grace of Jesus Christ is Hebrews twelve uh, one and two, where it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance. The race that is set before us looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So looking at that verse, just listening to that, again, it focuses everything on Christ. Yes, we're called to run the race with endurance and to turn from sin and to turn from the the different weights uh, that cling to us and, and pull us down. But we do that by looking to Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, who endured all that he went through so that we could be restored to relationship with him. And so that, again, fills me with living for that purpose of something so much bigger than myself as he's opened the door that I can live for him as it was his joy to go through something so much further and difficult and excruciating than anything I would face in this earth. And he went through that so that I could walk in a relationship with him. It's like, all right, let's go. That's what fuels it, his joy and my joy in him that he brings that fuels going and knowing that he's gone before. It says, therefore, there's so great a cloud of witnesses. And those are those who have gone before us, walking in that same joy of who he
1: is and what he's done for us, that he's exemplified for us. I love that. And I, speaking back to the kind of fan base and just this conversation around sports here in the Valley and just these fans that we have, and I'm a fan, and a (laughs) lot of us are fans of sports. I look at this passage, like you said, in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, and it's a beautiful passage that you just read, and you think about this great cloud of witness, and that really is like this fan base that we have from heaven looking down upon us, these patriarchs in the faith, and just saying, you know what, you can do it. I've gone before you. I've walked this earth. I know the struggles that you're going to go through, and I'm cheering you on. I am literally just stoking you to a place of saying, continue to pursue Jesus. And one of the things that I like in this passage as well, because a lot of this passage is talking about faith. And really, this is this beautiful passage of men and women that really are kind of the hallmark of faith. It's the hall of fame in faith. And a lot of times, and you're going to love basketball, so I was thinking about this visual illustration even just yesterday. My son and I, we love to shoot Nerf hoops in his bedroom. And I'm a guy that, and I don't know why I've just been this way, maybe because I love Michael Jordan so much, that like MJ, when you think about playing the game of horse, and him and I play horse, really the reality is like I try to do like these crazy trick shots. Yeah. So I'm, like, standing on the other side of my son's bunk bed, yes. and I'm, like, over the bunk bed, <laughs> off the TV, off your laundry hamper, bounce off your desk, nothing but neck. <laughs> Boom. And, like, crazy shots. Yeah. Just, like, crazy shots. And I hardly ever make them. I hardly <laughs> ever make them, okay? And my son is so much smarter than me, he's figured out, like, I'm just going to go, like, and just post up and just do, like, the little easy, like, layup shot <laughs> And if I make enough of those consistently, I'm going to give a letter to my dad in the game of horse. And a lot of times he beats me. And I feel like I take that kind of illustration to our faith. And a lot of times with our faith, we try to maybe sometimes overcomplicate it. And we're like, if I can just get away to, like, this perfect worship experience on this perfect retreat with perfect weather and a double rainbow and all (laughs) these things happening, then my faith is going to feel strong. And I'm going to feel passionate about my relationship with Christ. And really, at the end of the day, it's like, how do we do these really profound, simple things to connect with Jesus every single day? And that's what I think these patriarchs in the Hall of Faith were doing. They Absolutely. understood it's just about hanging with God and spending time with God. Do that consistently, and that'll bring you to a place of joy, which you and I have talked about as Jesus, others, and yourself. That'll put that in proper order. So anyways, I know you love basketball. I know I've been talking way too long, but <laughs> I'm like, I had to share that because you love basketball. I love yes. basketball. It's like, just do the simple things. Every single day, and you'll experience this great life of joy, and you'll experience this great moment of living for things bigger than yourself, and that's the kingdom of God.
0: Absolutely, and I mean, that's... That's Paul in the letter to the church in Philippi. And he Paul's in prison, right? Normally when we're in prison, we're not thinking about being joyful. But all through this letter to the church of Philippi, he is filled with joy. And again and again, it's partnered with the gospel. And them being partners with him in the gospel from the beginning and walking with him in that and the faith uh, of the gospel and them striving side by side together for the faith of the gospel and him being filled with joy because he wasn't focused on all these. Circumstances, right? He's in prison. Even we see him in Ephesians when he's asking for prayer. He's not asking for the chains to be removed. He's asking for boldness, and so he's looking at all these different circumstances. He's living out what we see in Hebrews of fi- fixing our eyes on Christ and on Christ alone, and what He's done for us, and letting that be what transforms us, so that in every circumstance we're able to to have that joy because our joy is not based on the circumstances; they're based on the source that is going to carry us through everything that we face, uh, which is where it's at and what Jesus has done for us in his life, death, and resurrection, showing that he has conquered sin and he has conquered death as he rose from the grave, giving us the hope for everything we face in this life and the hope in, in the life to come uh, in his in His return and uh, in all that he's done for us. So.
1: I love that you just mentioned... Paul talking through experiencing joy in the midst of no matter what circumstances you're in, even like in Philippians one, the study is writing this from prison. There's this deep, profound joy that he has. What would you say to the listener right now to encourage them? Dustin, because I've known you long enough to know that there's been this profound joy that you have and it just oozes from you. And yet I know that even currently you don't really know like, A lot of times when you travel across the world and you're doing ministry, and you are doing ministry in all different places all across the world as the, what is it, the action sports chaplain for FCA. Yeah. And you're doing work with X Games, and X Games is all over the world. And I've talked to you before, and you're like, well, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, like, sleep in a hotel. I might just crash in my car, or, like, I'll just find a place to sleep, or I might just sleep outside on a rock somewhere. (laughs) And yet in the midst of all of that, like, no bed, have no idea, like, money-wise for food, you just continually have this joy, regardless of what the circumstances of pleasure might be coming your way. So how do you really encourage the listeners to really just be mindful of keeping the proper perspective maybe, or just how do you have joy even in the midst of being in a car or not eating for a couple days or kind of living in crummy places that aren't really that comfortable, but still experiencing these deep moments of joy regardless of the circumstances around us in the world?
0: Absolutely, yeah, I mean, some of the practical things, just like when we have something important that we need to do right i it was important for me to be here on time. I set a reminder so that I can make sure everything's lined up, everything's in place, so that I'm able to be there in the same way I set for myself reminders to to make sure that I'm continuing to to fix my eyes on Christ because a lot of times. We know what Christ has done for us and that our sins are forgiven by his finished work on the cross, but that we try and go strive to, to do the rest of our life on our own strength. And I catch myself falling into that constantly no matter how hard i try i'm always going to continue to to fall short and I'm, I'm fixing my eyes on myself and what i can do in that and so i set reminders for myself to bring me back to his truth to bring me back to his finished work on the cross and what he's done for me and calling me to live for something so much greater for myself so that as i go through these different things that i'm able to continue to fix my eyes on him so i'll have a reminder on my phone that's uh Again, because we're talking about, we talked about Philippians, uh, a reminder that says worthy of the gospel, question mark. And am I living a life that's worthy in a manner worthy of the gospel, which we see at the the end of the chapter in Philippians one and talking about that. So I have a reminder that comes up and that worthy of the gospel. And so it brings me back to the gospel of Jesus Christ and who he is. And that joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and that joy was what he did For us that we could be restored. And so, boom, that reminder. And then I look at my life and, okay, was I living under my own strength in the start of the day? Okay, if so, that readiness to admit my sin and my difficulty in that and the different things that he would continue to to cleanse my feet, knowing that I'm cleaned completely through his finished work on the cross, but his continuing to to cleanse me and to transform me into his image and walking in that. So I'll set those reminders. I have another one that comes up, fruit check, right? Galatians uh, 5 and talking about the fruit of the spirit, which again, we can't produce that fruit on our own. It's not something that I do, but I... The reminder comes up, fruit check, and in that moment, it again causes me to look to Jesus and who he is Is he's the source of that fruit. As we see in John 15, we abide in him and the the fruit that we bear is a result of the spirit at work in in us through abiding in Christ as God the Father is the vine dresser and takes care of pruning different things. So I'm looking at the fruit, looking at love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control and walking through it and like okay in in my days so far how have i been walking in the spirit have i been trying to do it have i been walking in the flesh trying to produce things that i cannot produce on my own or have i been walking in the spirit and allowing him to manifest those different things in my life and so having those reminders that brings me back to his word and then also in those looking at my identity, as I go through those different uh, reminders, it also causes me to, to reflect on myself and, and remember who I am in Christ so that I can continue to be transformed by Him in every step, right? We don't live our lives all at once. We live it moment by moment. And so I have those reminders to call me back to Him, to walk each moment, each part of the day in faith by His grace and, and what Christ alone has done for us.
1: I love those reminders, and I wrote down actually two of the reminders that you just gave, and I love just that reminder of worthy of the gospel and really just having a litmus test and asking ourselves and looking inwardly and saying, am I worthy of the gospel right now? Am I really walking worthy of the calling that I've received from Jesus? And I love the fruit check. I even this morning was throwing away in the fruit basket a banana. (laughs) It was just black and gross and nasty, and (laughs) some little fruit flies are kind of coming off it a little bit. And I'm like, you know what? That's a great reminder to think about. Just yesterday, I wish I had that reminder because I'm like, you know what? I wasn't so kind. There's a certain moment in my day where I'm like, I could have been a whole heck of a lot kinder to this individual that was a stranger, (laughs) but it doesn't matter the fruit really wasn't there in that moment. Mm-hmm. So I love those reminders. And I want to get to, again, Mark Lucas on the Forum Show, KPXQ. So elated and excited to have Dustin Orem here with Action Sports Ministry. He's their chaplain at FCA. And we're talking through, Dustin, I want to jump into the next question, how will you grow? The question of maturity. So jump into that question right now, bud.
0: Absolutely. And just to continue on, Going into maturity, where we just came from, and looking at the those different reminders, right? Those reminders are in place because I'm right there with all of you listening as we seek the Lord and seek to walk uh, in His ways and to be transformed by Him. Because I have those reminders because I'm not always living it out, right? I have my my tendencies in, in my sinful flesh, knowing that what we have already, but we're not perfect yet, and that won't come until until Christ returns. And so I have those reminders, and that is a big part of walking in maturity because again, maturity, we talked at the, the very start of the show, that growth chart and we want to grow and maturity is something that, that we want to do. How will we grow? But when you were a kid, you were excited to see that and you were so excited, like, oh, I, I want to make sure that I grew this time. But in that moment, were you able to, as a kid, like, okay, I'm going to grow an inch right now. Grow. Ah! No, you're not able to produce that growth on your own, but it's something that you can see as you continue to grow. And even as parents, grandparents, we want to see growth in not continually in ourself, but also in in those that we're raising. We want to see their growth. But in spiritual growth, we can't make that happen on our own Again, it all comes back to focusing on Christ, abiding in him, as we see in John 15, uh, and Jesus talking with the disciples and calling them to abide in him, and that apart from him, you can do nothing. So we can't grow, we can't have any of this growth apart from Christ. And so we have to be, again, fixing our eyes on him and recognizing who he's called us to be and who we are in him for this to to happen, and a big part in my continual growth process, as it's not something you never fully arrive. We're continuing to grow as as He continues to to prune, so that we can be more fruitful. But in that that pruning is being ready to recognize the need for pruning, and I think being able to recognize our sin uh, and to be able to turn that over to Him. Often, even in prayer, I catch myself hiding parts of sin from God. But he is the one who knows all things about us. He knows all of our sin and all the different struggles we have. And so a big part of growth is turning that continually over to, to God uh, and allowing him to transform us, right? If we're holding on to it, if we're, he's trying to prune the branch, but we're still holding on to the branch, trying to keep it a part of who we are. We're not going to be able to to grow in that way. That branch needs to be cut for freshness, for the fresh fruit to be able to come in that. And I think of um, David wrestling with the Lord in, um, in Psalm 139 and talking about ha- having the Lord search him and remove all grievous ways from him and to lead him in the ways everlasting, to lead him in the ways of that. And so that's a constantly turning to the Lord, allowing the Lord to prune us to prepare us for the growth that he is going to work in us to bring about that fruit, right? We don't bring the fruit. We look at that fruit, but that fruit is only based on who Christ is and in his life and his characteristics. So we need to be abiding in Christ for that to be able to come about. And so that growth process is all about what Christ is doing. It's not us making the means of that to happen. It's him working that out in us as we turn to Him and allow Him to to work. So be faithful in turning that and continue to make those reminders in that as well, and the Lord will work through it.
1: Dustin Oram, thank you so much for being with us today on The Form Show. Thanks for all the work that God's doing in you and through you with FCA as their action sports chaplain. It's a joy to be able to spend time with you and to be able to have these conversations. And really my last thought and encouragement to the listeners is this— Fix your eyes on Jesus. What is that little reminder that you can put in your phone, little reminder that you can write down on a little sticky note to throughout your day really do a check-in and say, you know what, am I really living a life right now worthy of the gospel? A fruit check. Whatever it might be, put a reminder in that allows us to fix our eyes on Jesus throughout the day. Mark Lucas on The Form Show every single Monday. It gives me great joy to be with each and every one of you. Have a great Monday. We'll see you next week.